Revelation chapter 4, verse number 1. I'll read quickly so that you can be seated. After this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Exodus 24 and 12, The Lord said unto Moses, Come up to me in the mount, and be there, and I will give thee tables of stone, and a law, and commandments which I have written, that thou mayest teach them. To Moses, he said, Come up here. To John, he said, Come up hither. I want to talk to you today. I feel a prophetic word. Come up higher. I just feel like there's an invitation, and in that what Brother John had to say a little while ago was just to set the stage. But I feel like there's an invitation to every human being in this room, and if there's some dogs, I guess they go to heaven too. There's an invitation from the Holy Ghost to come up higher. Let's lift our hands and ask the Lord to talk to us. Father, we open our minds, we open our hearts to whatever you want to do. God, I open myself. I, I, I surrender myself to you. Whatever you want to say to me, God, say it. Whatever you want to encourage me with or discourage me from, I pray that you would do it today. Put words in my mouth to speak. Take away all of my words, but let me speak only your pure truth, what you want spoken, exactly how you want it spoken. God, I pray that you will minister through the power of your Spirit and your anointing today, and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. amen. And you can be seated. I will start by saying and declaring I believe that the church is going up higher. I believe that in the end day, the end times, the scripture teaches that we are going to see greater power than the New Testament first century church saw. I believe we are going to see greater miracles, not only in, in number, but in, in magnitude than the New Testament church saw. I believe that the church is going to have greater harvests than the apostles, frankly, could even imagine. And I also believe that the church is going to receive greater exposure than it ever has in the history of the world. Amen. Uh, in, in fact, uh, I, I, was, I was listening to Brother Robinette. I know I, you're supposed to get through your introduction before you give an illustration, so I'm going to wreck all the rules of preaching here. But I was listening to Brother Robinette. He was speaking yesterday, and he has been to this church multiple times. Uh, Brother Robinette said that he was being interviewed by a TV network. He has a book. Many of you guys have read his book. If you haven't read it, it's called Radically Apostolic. You can get it on Amazon.com. Uh, it's a very good book. And he was being interviewed by this television network. And, and uh, as he was just there talking about this book... Uh, the, they, they came to the end of that, that period of time when the interview was supposed to be over. And, and um, they said, uh, Mr. Robinette, this, what you have spoken to us in just this little session of speaking, it's, it's been so powerful. Would you be willing to preach on this network? And uh, he said, well, I, I'm not really prepared for that, but yeah, sure, sure. And uh, so he said they scrapped all of their, their programming for the next two hours. And Brother Josh, they went live to all of their stations in this network 
Brother Robinette began to preach and he began to talk about you need to repent of your sins. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost speaking with other tongues. He said he looked back, Sister Ella, and the producer of the show was coming out of the sound room with his hands raised speaking in other tongues on live television. It was happening right before. I'm telling you, this last day church is going to be more powerful, more miraculous, and is going to have greater exposure than the apostles could even imagine. The church is not on a plateau. The church is not on a decline. But the church is on the rise. I wish you'd clap your hands and shout unto God if you believe that the church is going higher. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. It's, it's easy to look in Scripture and, and pull that information out. It's uh, and, and frankly, it's fairly easy to get together in an atmosphere like this and believe that the church is going to come up higher. Uh, but it is a little more difficult for us as individuals sometimes to believe that we as individuals, God wants to take us from one level to the next. It's, it's, real, it's, it's easier to believe for the mass, the group, we're going, things are going to get better as a group. But whenever we get down to where the rubber meets the road and, and say, Brother Matt, God is going to take you from where you are to a higher place. And I, I just pointed at Brother Matt because I guess he was the ugliest face on the platform. But I could have, oh, I'm sorry, but that came out. Sorry, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. But uh, I could have pointed at any face in this room and said, I believe with everything that's in me, God wants to take you from where you are to someplace higher. God wants to elevate every individual in this room from where you are to a greater place in Him. Philippians Chapter 3, verse number 12. I want everyone, if you, uh, if you will, please listen very carefully to what the great Apostle Paul said. He said, Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect. This Apostle, writing his last general letter to the church at Philippi, he was probably less than a year, maybe, maybe only months from uh, his execution at the hands of the Roman Empire. This great Apostle Paul who penned, I don't know how many books in your New Testament, Brother Pat, you probably know, I don't know. But you can count them when you get home. He had, he had written to the churches. He had established churches. This man who, who said that he talked about being caught up into heaven and seeing things I can't tell you about and hearing things I can't talk about. Uh, this Apostle, this chiefest of the Apostles said... I'm not everything God has for me yet. He said, I haven't got there. I, I haven't attained. But I am following after that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. If the Apostle Paul could say, I'm not there yet, I think it's safe to say everybody in this room today, everybody watching online, we are not everything God has planned for us, but we need to be like the Apostle Paul and say this, this one thing I do, forgetting. Somebody say forgetting. Forgetting, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching, just, just humor me right now. If you'll just say forgetting, and now reach forward. 
and reaching. For, oh, come on now. Just, just reach forward. Just close your eyes and stretch your hand for I am reaching forward for those things which are before I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We need to stretch and press our way for God has something in front of us. Somebody look at your neighbor and say come up higher. Wherever you are. God desires for you to step through an open door to a greater level. In Revelation chapter 1, verse number 5, it says this, Jesus Christ loved us and washed us from our sin in His own blood. And He has made us kings and priests unto our God. We, uh, I think sometimes we struggle with, well, I'm not worthy. Well, you're not. I know we're talking to each other a lot, so just look at somebody and say, you ain't worthy. It's okay. Just, if that messes up your grammar, just do it anyway. You ain't worthy. That's right. Look at him again. Say, you ain't a king. You ain't the king. You ain't a... Except for the fact that Jesus Christ shed His blood for us. And because He shed His blood for me and you and you and you and you, we who were unworthy in ourselves, all of a sudden He has made us to be kings. And don't let the enemy tell you you're nothing, that you're a nobody, that you'll never do anything for God. Don't let the enemy tell you that. You just look him in the eye and you say, My God has made me a king and a priest. I am nothing through myself, but through the blood of Jesus. And so whoever you are and wherever you are today, whether you're a preacher, God wants to take you higher. They're powerful men and women of God. Maybe you've been used in the gifts of the Spirit. Maybe you've prayed people through the Holy Ghost. Maybe you're an intercessor. We could go on through the list. God wants to take you higher. Maybe you're just a faithful saint of God, but you know God has more for you. God is willing to take you higher. Maybe you're not as consistent as you know you should be. God is willing to take you higher. Maybe you're really not living like you know you should be. God is willing to say, come up higher. And maybe you came today here and you know you, you need more, but you're not even sure where to start. God wants to take you higher. Oh, I wish you'd clap your hands if you believe that today. God does not want to leave you where you are. God is not satisfied with where you are, and we can't be satisfied with where we are either. I wish you'd throw your hands in the air right now and pray this prayer. God, give me desire for greater things. God, fill me with whatever my desire level is right now. God, give me a desire for greater things. In Jesus' name. Now, if you want to go up higher, just kind of wave. If you're, how about this? If you're not satisfied with where you are, just kind of wave. I'm not satisfied. I'm not comfortable. I, I, I want to go someplace else. Well, there's some things that are required. If we're going to go up higher. Moses is on the backside of the desert. Keeping his father-in-law's sheep. Out of the corner of his eye, Brother Pat, he catches a glimpse of a little fire over here burning. He, he inspects a little further and he says, I see this bush. This bush is burning, but it's not consumed. When he saw that, it says, When the Lord saw that he turned aside 
to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. God is calling. And he said, Draw not hither, but put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. God was calling Moses to a higher place. But at the same time, he said, Moses, there's some things you've got to put off if you're going to get to a higher place. It's absolutely the will of God to take you from where you are to something greater. We're transformed from glory to glory, even by the working of His Spirit. But He also says, you're going to have to take some things off. I'd preach with my shoes off, but it makes Sister Fonda so nervous. She'd talk about it for a month. My socks even match today. We can't just waltz into the presence of God. Moses, I've got something important for you to do. But you have to shed some things. Moses, I'm calling you. But there are some things that you must do that will allow you to be in my presence. And so I want to talk to you about three things. That was, that was a long introduction, wasn't it? So I want to talk to you about three things that allow us and empower us to come up higher. Elbow somebody say, don't go to sleep, this is the good part. The first word that I want you to remember is dedication. We must be dedicated to God. 1 Corinthians 4 and 2, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. If God is going to take you up higher, you've got to show yourself faithful. We've got to prove ourselves faithful. I understand that we're saved by grace and it's a free gift of God. It was free because He already paid for it. I, I, I get that. But there's other things. If you're going to go from beyond this point of entry into the kingdom of God, if you're going to go into higher things, there's some things you have to earn. And if we're going to go higher, we've got to show ourselves faithful. We've got to be faithful. Somebody say faithful. faithful. We've got to be faithful to the house of God. I had a man tell me one time, he said, you don't need to preach about being faithful to church. To the church, we're already here. Okay. So should I just skip that scripture? I mean, Paul put it in the book for a reason. Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another even so much the more as you see the day approaching. Let me just preach what I really feel like preaching. We've got to be consistent. And by consistent, I don't mean I'm going to come to church on Easter and Christmas and Mother's Day. I'm consistent. That's not what I mean. When I was playing basketball in high school, our coach was John Flournoy. We called him Big John. Not to his face, though. 
because he was about, he was like the song said, he was six foot six and 345. I, I could talk about John Flournoy for a while, but I, I'll just mention this. He had a rule. You could miss three practices with no reason or any reason. You could miss three practices. Now, if you were a starter and you missed one for no reason, you probably weren't a starter anymore. But if you missed three practices, you were off the team. It was a non-negotiable. Of course, that was basketball, and those games were a lot more important than. Now I'm just meddling, aren't I? What if we threw people out of the church when they missed three services for no reason in one season? <laughs> Brother Chrisman, he. I, I might have told this before, but but he was he was following up with folks, and there was a couple that had missed church, and uh, and he he called this guy up. I think his name was Johnny. I can't remember for sure, but anyway, he calls Johnny up, and he, he said, "Hey, missed you, missed you on Sunday," and and Johnny said, "Well, I was out of peanut butter." <laughs> Brother Christman said, "What does that have to do with anything? What's that?" He said, "Well." No excuse is good enough, so one excuse is as good as another. That'll preach all by itself. I don't even have to yell. God, help us to be... No, 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 no. We need to be consistent. We need to make up our minds. We're going to be consistent. I'm a little, I got a little trepidation about praying for God to help me to do stuff I should do on my own. God help me to be consistent. Because He might put a desperate situation in my life that's going to drag me, that's going to motivate me to pray, that's going to motivate me to be in the house of God. How about, I think I'll just make up my mind that I am going to be consistent. Parents, be consistent. Because I have not found anyone who is faithful and used mightily of God who says, well, my parents were kind of wishy-washy. They were in, you know, we were never sure if they were going to come to the house of God or not. The people that I find that are used of God, they have either their first generation Pentecostal or they have parents that say we were going to be in the house of God every time the doors were open. We need to be consistent. Somebody shout amen. I am not preaching a clothesline message. I understand that there are some of you who are here today that struggle with health issues and it was a sacrifice for you to be in the house of God today. Thank you so much. Because us that are healthy are going to have to give an answer in judgment someday because there was three ladies with walkers up here this morning because they love God. There's they have such a dedication to the house of God. Oh God, I don't want to be compared to them. So I understand that there are, there are some hindrances that, that limit people. I understand there's health problems. I understand there's job situations that, uh, that limit your availability. But if you'll give whenever you're available to the Lord, He will move you higher. Somebody say amen. 
So we need dedication to the house of God. We need dedication. Can I just talk about prayer meeting for a little bit? Prayer changes things. And when we have prayer here, Brother Pat, thank you for being so faithful and leading prayer meeting here uh, twice a month. It's a powerful move of God and it is the fuel to the fire. What you benefit from, those of you who don't come on uh, the second Thursday and fourth Saturday of every month, those of you who are not here on those days, what you feel on Sunday morning is because of what happens on those days. We need to be faithful to prayer. By the way, I'm just up here meddling. (laughs) But there's also pre-service prayer. It's not top secret. It happens at 845. And if you come here and you pray from 845 to 915, you can eat donuts for 45 minutes. (laughs) Until the Sunday school lesson starts at 10. There's plenty of coffee. Okay. Just smile at somebody. Dedication to service. Dedication to prayer. Dedication to whatever is going on. When you become dedicated, God can use you and God can trust you. So somebody say dedication. Number two, consecration. I got to hurry here. Jesus addresses three key spiritual disciplines in Matthew chapter 6. They are in this order. He says, When you give, when you pray, and when you fast. It was not a question of whether you would give. He said, When you give. He that is faithful, Jesus said, in that which is least is faithful also in that which is much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust in much. Uh, he says, If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteousness, in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? Let me slow down and read that into a, in a different translation. He said, if you've not handled the riches of this world with integrity, why should you be trusted with the eternal riches of the spiritual world? For God... To take us to a higher level, we are constantly showing ourselves faithful to be entrusted at a higher level. And he says, if you can't be faithful with your finances, I can't trust you with true riches. Don't ever think that God's going to elevate you and use you if you're not faithful in your tithes. Boy, that was really... Man, I'm just up here. I want God to trust me. And the... Hey, y'all married folk. Y'all know this. If you're going to trust that other person, they earn the trust. They've shown themselves trustworthy. If God's going to trust us with true riches, gifting, if He's going to trust us with anointing, He's going to first see, can you give ten out of every hundred? i got to move on. Because i got an hour's worth of notes left. And I just, I, I should have preached about not leaving church early. So we say, when you give. 
When you pray, I'll just read you a few scriptures. Pray without ceasing. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Ephesians says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Look at somebody and tell them you've got to pray. You've got to pray every day. You've got to pray everywhere. You've got to pray all the time. We want to constantly be walking in the Spirit. Man, here we go. It's hard to do when you're watching TikTok. It's hard to do. Man, did y'all feel that right there? I felt that right there. If we're going to please God, there's some things we got to clean out of our lives. But, hey, let, let, let me talk for just a minute. We're going to go on a 14-day media fast starting today. I hope every single person in this building will turn off their... I, I'm not telling you to turn off your phones because if mama calls, you should answer. But how about we can go without Facebook? We can go without Instagram? We can go without Twitter? Or whatever your vice is. Whether it's CNN or Fox, the Discovery Channel. Turn off TBN. Said that out loud too. See, here's what happens when you go on a, a, a food fast. How many ever fast and you get a headache? You fasted and you got a headache. Man, either, either some of y'all got a secret that I don't know, or you ain't never fasted. I don't know if y'all are having as much fun as I am, but I'm having a blast today. When, when you are fasting and you get a headache... One of the reasons that you get a headache is because your body starts to metabolize toxins that are in there. Because you spent however many days, weeks, or months eating those donuts on Sunday morning after pre-service prayer. And they're filled with all kinds of preservatives and chemicals. And, and whatever. Dr. Doc, Dr. Reynolds, you just stay over there. In your, stay in your lane, doctor. You're metabolizing all these chemicals. How, how many of you ever, we do that like 21 day or, man, when Pastor Bounds was here, that 40 day Daniel fast, and all God's people said, uh. <laughs> but after you finish that, you're like, hey, you know what, I don't think I want a donut. Now, I know some of you, you're like, I want a dozen. But it sets you free. When you, when you abstain from that food, it sets you free of that. I want this church to be set free. Where's my phone at? I, I, got, a, I got a message title. I may never preach it. But we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. Some of you can't go five minutes without looking at this thing. I want you to be set free. Paul said, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are expedient. 
In other words, I'm allowed to do it, but it's not necessarily good for me. If it takes away from your prayer life, it's not good for you. If it takes away from your time with your family or your spouse, it's not good for you. If it takes away from your time reading the Bible, it's not good for you. So this next two weeks, yeah, I know. We, when I said TikTok, that got all, the, all you older folks in gear. You're like, yeah, them kids need to put TikTok down. We need to put the phones down and become free. Man, Sister Angie, she was at our house in, uh, in, in Greenbar County a few days ago, and, and she said, it was so quiet. We're a long ways from Route 60 in Greenbar County. Out here, the trucks shake the building every time they go by. It's hard to hear crickets when it's loud. But it's easy to hear crickets when it's quiet. And God doesn't come like an 18-wheeler. He speaks with a still, small voice. And we've got so much noise in our lives that it's hard to hear the voice of God over the noise of our lives. I wish we... Why don't you just... Just humor me today. And lift your phone up. If you got it, I know you're not far from it. Now some of you blessed saints who turned it off or left in the car, God bless you, thank you so much. God, I don't want to be addicted. It's almost a joke amongst uh, parents of teenagers. Well, let's kill the Wi-Fi and see what happens. Well, it'll melt down. That's a problem. If they would melt down, that's a problem. If they couldn't handle no Wi-Fi, no data, no texting for a day, that's a problem. Let me. Uh, here we go, Brother Brad. You wound up here. You ready? You ready for this one? Y'all know Joby Groom. Many of you know Joby Groom. I'm just going to quote him. Right? Joby's a great guy. Love, love brother, brother, blah, blah. love Joby. We had cell phone issues in school. And, and, and kids are on their phones, you know, and this was 12 years ago. Joby said this, There is not a kid in this building so important that somebody has to be able to get a hold of them at all times. I got to move on. But we're going to fast. We're going we're to turn stuff off so we can plug into God. So that we can attune our ears to the voice of God. So that all the noise of this world. Somebody say amen. amen. Well, I think I talked about fasting a little bit. Let me, let me close here. I got one more point. I'm going to skip it. Let's just stand to our feet. Well, Moses, take off your shoes. I'm going to do it. Because you're going to a holy place. You're going to where 
you'll be able to hear my voice. I'm going to cause you to be able to go down to Pharaoh's camp and you're going to speak to him. I'm going to use you to set people free. But before I can give you those instructions, there's some things that you need to shed off of you. And if you think this is just a word for Moses, the same thing happens in Joshua chapter 5, verse number 15. They are about to enter the promised land. They're about to enter into a new dimension. Somebody say a new dimension. They're about to enter into a new dimension. And the angel of the Lord speaks to Joshua and says, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place where thou standest is holy ground. It was a place in time where they were going to go from where they were to a higher realm. Let's close our eyes and lift our hands. Father, I'm not satisfied. Father, I'm not satisfied with where I am. I, I know that you've got more for me. Lord, right now, every individual that's in this room, I believe you have something greater for them. Every sinner, you've got repentance in front of them to take them into your presence. For every saint of God, you've got an opportunity for faithfulness wherein you can endow them with blessing and true riches. God, for every minister, I believe you've got a higher level of anointing for them, but it's going to come with a higher level of consecration. Lord, I'm asking you right now that you will help us to dedicate to consecrate and to cleanse ourselves from all unrighteousness. Lord, I'm hungry. I want to be used. Why don't you tell Him that if you do? God, I want to be used of You. God, I want to feel like I've got value. I want to feel like I'm useful in Your kingdom. I want to go from where I am right now to wherever You want to take me. I know it's Sunday morning and, and we feel like shouting on Sunday morning, but I think it's a day we need to come to an altar or we need to, to kneel at our seat or whatever, whatever we can do to fall on our face before God and ask Him, Lord, what do I need to shed?